The internet's full of true crime podcasts. More and more are added to the list every day. Figuring out where to start or where to go next can be overwhelming. But have no fear, I'm here to help. I'm Bob Ruff, and this is the place to find your next true crime binge. So we're confident now that we are on the air. I'm on the air with Mandy yes. and Melissa from Moms <laughs> and Murder. Uh, you guys have a long-running podcast all the way back to 2017, back when like it was like just starting to get cool to be a true crime podcaster. Yeah. We were back after Gen Y. I mean, those are like the guys. But yeah, it was whenever it was kind of having a whole thing. Was it ever cool to be a true crime podcaster? That part of your question. I think it was for like six months in like 2018. <laughs> it got to be cool. And then it's now everyone's doing it. It's like, it's kind of like mainstream now to be a true crime podcaster. It's kind of lame, actually. Yeah, now um, I'm embarrassed. So congratulations. To tell yeah. That Why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you tell people that you're a podcaster? No, no. never. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. <laughs> I, I hate it. I have so many stories of messes I've gotten myself into when people have asked what I do for a living. And I'm like, ah. I'm a trash collector. Uh, I'm an article, like anything besides having the where do I watch your podcast conversation uh, <laughs> with anyone. Totally. Or the very awkward, oh, yeah, I listen to pod. I mean, I don't listen to, I'm sorry. I just, I've been busy, so I haven't listened to your podcasts. Right. But it's though, like, I expect every single person that knows, actually, I do expect every person that knows me to listen to my podcast. I did notice that in my notes from the wonderful Erica that it says you guys got into podcasting through serial Gen Y and undisclosed. Um, noticeably missing from the list is Truth and Justice is not. Um, it wasn't. One of those. Sh- yeah, I'm not going to say she messed up. I'm going to say she figured that that one was assumed, right? That one was just assumed. I would hope so. Uh, I, I popped in, I was having some technical difficulties when we first got on the call and I, I popped into a discussion that was happening about off duty podcast, which was my first podcast. So now neither of you have actually listened to that one. I hope I have TJ convinced me to listen to it. And I was like, I don't really know exactly what's happening here. I enjoyed it, but it was very off duty. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was very, <laughs> yeah. D O O D Y duty. <laughs> yeah. So, so. You mentioned TJ. It was like a blast from the past for me. So TJ was like a longtime listener of, of Off Duty. And then he started his own show called Pints and Puzzles. I haven't heard from the dude in years. But you guys like hooked up somehow in like the podcasting world? Yeah. How did that happen, Mandy? Do we have any idea? I feel like that may have been a Twitter connection early Probably. on. Um, I don't really remember. But there was a group of podcasters that we kind of connected with right off the bat when we first started. And um, tried to get help, you know, from other people who were doing the same thing. And he was one of the very first other podcasters, I think, that we kind of became pod friends with in the very beginning. But I'm not sure exactly how. I think it may have started from Twitter. That's where all the good connections come from. Right. Back in the day, Twitter's coming back around to be cool again, but then it's kind of not cool. I mean, we really have missed the boat on on just about everything. Like, we've kind of gone through our wave, I think. It's all down downhill from here. Did you guys see that the Undisclosed podcast is, like, ending? No. Wait, yeah, no, last really? Ni- yeah. Last night, oh, uh, they put out a tweet that said they've got one more episode called That's a Wrap and No More Undisclosed. 
Oh, man. They've done so much that their second season is one of my favorites. I hate to say favorite, but their season on Joey was just incredible and heartbreaking. Joey Watkins. mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. And the work they did on... um, uh, Greg Lance's case. They, they've done so much good work. Yeah, I was right. kind of. Sh- I was. I was. I actually called Robbie last night and was talking to her about it. And there, so they're, they're still coming back around. It's just going to be a little, a little different. But uh, yeah, that was shocking to hear. Yeah, I was like, shit. Did I miss a memo? Are we done now? Is like the everyone's is, done. <laughs> you know, true crime podcasting's over now. Because Got so it. my producer Mike, uh, a couple weeks ago, left. He's going to train to be an electrician after six years of being my editor and i'm like what the hell it's I'm like a mass exodus and i missed the memo and i'm stuck here oh, no. talking to you guys <laughs> oh, i mean the sorry. feelings mutual <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about this so you're the podcast called moms and murders um so i, I assume you're both you're both moms I, I see erica tells me that mandy well i guess we'll start with you you're a wife and mother who likes all things sinister uh second rate wine and animal hoarding we got to update our bio. Who wrote that? Did I <laughs> we did about myself. But we did five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> not on you. This is on us. Yeah. Well, it might not be. I mean, because generally what happens is Erica, like a week before we have a guest on, she'll actually trap. So she's gone to Orlando and she'll stake outside your house for a while. Sure. She goes through your trash and things like that <laughs> and just gets, you know, whatever little tidbit. So she may have, like, th- like really, this could just be. Erica being super judgy, like she noticed you have too many animals in your house. I don't know. Why, that why would be are you an animal hoarder? I, I would like to say that that was the old me, but in reality, that's still the current me. Yeah, I love, I love animals. I do have a few less pets than um, when I actually wrote that. But um, yeah, I have chickens and I just have one dog now. So it's not really that She's a reformed outrageous. animal hoarder. I'm reformed. I am a reformed. That was... That was then. This is now. I've come a long way. I'm down to one dog in my house. So I'm doing good. <laughs> so one dog and some chickens. Yes. So you don't live in the city, I assume. Or do you just have chickens in your backyard in like the middle of Orlando? Um, well, I live, I mean, I live in Orlando, but I just have chickens in my yard. I don't, I mean, I don't you have live a big in yard, the city. Though. Yeah, I have a yeah. big yard, but I don't live in the country either. I mean, I live not in the city. I don't know where I live. <laughs> Oh, Erica does. Ask her. Helpful. You know what? You you have painted a mental picture for me that I can almost visualize exactly where your house. I is. I can get to the city very, you know, fairly quickly, but um, there's not really a lot like around me. But I'm still close enough to things, so I don't know what you call that. What do you call that? Well, I don't know. Like around these parts, you can't have chickens in a subdivision. So, like that's what I'm picturing is your chickens are waking up everyone in the subdivision. No, well, I don't have a rooster. I don't have a rooster right now, so there's no um, noise, really. The hens are pretty quiet. They just mind their hen business. Yeah. <laughs> just poop out eggs every day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, you haven't corrected me. So are, they, are you in a subdivision with your chickens? I'm not in a subdivision. So I, I actually have an acre, which is – but there is a subdivision really close by. I don't know. It's really hard to kind of explain my area. Melissa, you've been to my house, so you know there's, there is a neighborhood like right across the street from me, but – then I'm not in the neighborhood. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm an outsider. <laughs> She's painting it about as clear as you can get it. It's Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I thought she when she said it's about an acre and then she said which is, I thought you were about to explain to us the mathematical formula oh, no. of yeah. what an acre was, <laughs> no. which I was excited about. Well, with as much math homework as I've helped my kids with recently, I feel like I could break it down for you mathematically. <laughs> how many how many kids do you have? It's 43,000 square feet, no big deal. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know we were bragging. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids do you have? 
Uh, I just have two. I have two boys, um, which is enough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, we should have stopped at two. Also, I mean, the 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 last two just there's really no need for them because uh, we have four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, you a really, lot. You could, you could stop after two. How old are yours? Uh, I have one who is going to be 13 later this year, and my youngest just turned nine yesterday. So yeah, oh they're, my gosh. they're not babies anymore. They're big kids now. Yeah, they're the they're so you have one. Yeah, you're coming into kind of the horrible years, really. Yeah. When they, oh, like, I'm there. Like middle school I, <laughs> hormones. <there. laughs> yeah, yeah. I have an 11 year old, so yeah, and like you know, he's the one I could do without if I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> you have replacements, <laughs> <laughs> right? I've got. I mean, I've, I've done this. You like, I've had three other kids go through middle school. Do I need to do this again? Yeah. I mean, how many times can you repeat it? Oof. And it doesn't get better. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, it's not like you learn lessons with the first one that goes through. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm leaving this conversation with so much confidence. I can already tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going into like, my I, future. <laughs> it's like the first one is, I mean, and this is, I guess, kind of a theory of four, but really threes because the first one's kind of a throwaway, right? You have sure. no idea what you're doing. They're going through middle school. You're just trying shit out on them. Some things were just throwing shit against the wall and see what sticks. And then, you know, they're on their own. And then by the second one, you're you're starting to kind of hone it in a little bit. But then by like the third and fourth, you just literally don't care anymore. It's just <laughs> like, is there, is there, are there some calories in you before you go to school? Are you like, were you there all day? Like, that's good enough. You're fine. Yeah. Like, quit, quit complaining. <laughs> that, that's my and CPS. I'm glad you were able to get that, that out. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't even know why I shared all that. that yeah. no, you didn't ask me anything. No, we're but we're you. going yeah. through it now. We're we going through it. You. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, how old are or how many kids do you have, and how old are they? So we have two. My daughter's 13, and my son is eight. And 13 girl is um, it's something I wouldn't wish on my like worst enemy. It's it's a type of like the swings all the time where I'm just like, can I talk to you? Or should I, you know, should I circle back later? Lots of signs on the door saying we're not allowed to come in. If you don't knock, yeah. I'll cry. <laughs> just you don't know what's going to set her off. It's um, it's exhausting and I'm scared of her. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's fun. My, do- my only daughter is uh, 16, just, just turned 16. And that, yeah. And it's, I mean, there's all of that, but then there's also the three boys that, that, that didn't like make her, better (laughs) you know what i mean like 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 there's definitely those swings like she makes me want to kill myself all the time (laughs) sure um which by you know the stuff that she does but then it's like but you know she didn't she didn't pee all over the floor so there's that that's a that's a bonus you have to choose your heart yeah (laughs) yeah exactly like i mean but let's face kids just suck your soul out of your whole body um you know so congratulations on on your children (laughs) When you were Mandy, when you were, um, and by the way, I, all you listeners, I'm joking. I love my children, of course. At least three of them, of course, I do. Um, they can pick which one, which one is the. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh- what did you have when you wrote that you were an animal hoarder? Because I wouldn't. I mean, I have three dogs in my house. Like you just made me feel awful about myself because you said you have one and you're a hoarder of some kind. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Melissa can um, attest to this. There was a time where I did have three dogs. But when I say three dogs, I don't just mean three really well-behaved, really well-trained dogs. I had one that was Mm -hmm. deaf. She was born deaf and had very little vision. And so she was a handful on her own to take care of and was so big. I don't even remember how big she was. She had to have been over 100 pounds. 
But then I also had these other two dogs that I had had for years, and they were also aging. And, you know, so we had a lot going on at my house. So it did kind of feel like a zoo at times, because I had these two elderly dogs, you know, that were declining in health and having the typical health problems that get, you know, older dogs get. And then I have this very special needs, very large deaf dog that I have to manage around chickens and children. And that was very stressful. Um, And then we had a lot of chickens at one point I had they had babies and there was just too many at one time. So but now over time, we have naturally decreased the amount of pets that we have. You had had (laughs) feral cats at one point. I did. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. How did I forget about that? I'll never forget the feral cats. (laughs) I I have to imagine that with Helen Keller for your watchdog, that (laughs) cats would just find their way in. No, I did. Yeah. So I, uh, I intentionally had a organization bring five feral cats to live on my property What? because um, there was mice going to the chicken food in the chicken coop. And so I was like, well, you know what? These cats need a place to live. They're feral. Nobody wants feral cats around, but I do because I want them to go hang mm-hmm. out by my chicken coop and keep the mice away. And um, right. it worked. So I still actually have a couple of feral cats that I see every now and then walking across the yard. I don't know what happened to the rest of them, but they weren't like pets or anything. The people even told me, like, do not try to make these pets. They're not pets. So I don't know what happened to the rest of them, but I think there's a couple of them still around. She's Wild jungle cats in the backyard. (laughs) And they didn't hurt the chickens. No. Well, no. My chicken coop is very um, solid. It's like a fortress. Nothing's getting in there. (laughs) Nice. And and Melissa – well, it also says you like – before I move on to Melissa – the like second rate rate wine. Um, I don't know exactly what that means, but I feel like I can relate. I don't like, really even. Drink if you go wine to a restaurant, that's a funny thing. You're Erica. Jesus, get it. <laughs> it's not Erica. It's totally, it's totally us. It's totally us. Totally not her fault. I um, I don't know what made me write that or um think it was a personality trait, but I don't even drink <laughs> like wine really like anymore. I used to drink more so, wine, and it was always really crappy, cheap, just not great wine. But, See, like uh, when I read that, I think of like like when I go to a restaurant and order a glass of wine, and the glass of wine costs about what I pay for a bottle of wine at home. Right. Like yes, that's kind that of kind my of jam. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but that's not really that's not really me anymore. That was that was the old me. <laughs> so uh, again, I want to point out that the the uh, the biography that I have here for you from from Erica, who's on this call and can't speak, which is my favorite. Aww. Uh so she can't defend herself. It says, wife and mother who likes all things sinister, second-rate wine, who you did great, doesn't Erica. drink wine, and uh, animal hoarding, who has a single dog. <laughs> so just nailed, nailed that one. Uh, I so feel like mine's going to be the same. Update this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we yeah. need to really yeah. update these. Yes. Very then, look, this is somebody's. Yeah, this is somebody's fault besides mine. Right. Somebody do something about this. It's us. It's not Erica. She's been wonderful to us. So, no, it's us. Totally us. So, Melissa... For you, let's see how this does. It says that you, uh, you're a mom and a wife who's interested in true crime. I assume that based, you know, because yeah. the whole podcast thing. It helps. I hope um, that's still true, Melissa. It is. Also, you like pop culture and naps. Yeah, that's totally like me. I don't change. I am the right. same person forever. <laughs> you're like, actually, I haven't watched TV in in five years. And, I swore uh, it I off. Nap since I had children. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love naps. <laughs> I don't get them, but I love them. But I right. love pop culture. I love reality tv that's like my whole that is my personality so your, your your zoom background i see stanley in the back mm-hmm. you're, you're, stanley you're, the manly you're you're in the office i am yeah which i dig which i'm going to going to change my background to immediately 
um, after. So I do have a green screen that I try to trick people with all the time. And then as I said, part of the reason I was a little late today um, is because when I sat down and I got ready to turn on my background, I realized that I was wearing a green shirt, which was going to make me a floating head. Yeah. Retract the the green screen. And so you were talking about your kids. So you have another podcast called Criminality. And so why didn't you invite Mandy to be part of that? (laughs) Well, Mandy, do you like pop culture? Ask Mandy that one. And that is why. I do not like pop culture. That's kind of our uh, one of our things, one of our differences um, that we display quite a bit on our show that Melissa is very into pop culture and watches a lot of TV and consumes a lot of different content. And I just don't really I don't even listen to other podcasts. And I feel so bad about that. And every time I say it, I'm like, I feel like a terrible person because she should. <laughs> because I should, yeah, maybe. That's exactly right, Melissa. She should. You should feel <laughs> awful. Hey, Mandy, let's do a preview of what our show of criminality would be if you were the other host. Hey, Mandy, last night there was a TV show on. Did you watch it? Okay, that would be the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole, that's the whole. Well, then just sit there and be quiet, and I'll explain to you <laughs> everything that just happened. Uh, so that's what criminality is. It's about uh, it's, uh, uh, true cr- reality TV. Yeah, true stuff. crime and reality. So um, you've got like whenever Kim Kardashian was robbed um, in Paris, um, Anna Nicole Smith, her whole deal. Um, we did the Balloon Boy hoax from um, from Wife Swap, that whole thing. And I host that with Rebecca with Dialogue. And so that's one we, we Oh, did Rebecca Sebastian? Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Oh, we're all just interconnected. We're just a yeah, degree see? of separation apart, <laughs> all of us. There you go. You know, I I feel a little bad, Mandy, because I I I mentioned all the things that you don't actually care for, uh, and didn't actually ask you what uh, what are you actually what do you do with your I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you that you work out. You look like you lift weights. I do lift weights. I started lifting weights a few years ago, and then somehow found myself in the crazy world of um, competing in physique competitions. So I have done mm-hmm. a couple of them already. And I just started prepping for another competition I'm going to do this summer. Um, but yes, I do work out that takes a lot of my time, as you can probably imagine. And then of course, mm-hmm. I do a podcast. <laughs> so that takes the rest of my time. That's really the only two things <laughs> I do, though. Like Melissa said, she watches TV and, um, you know, works on the pod her two podcasts. And that's Probably all she has time for too. I imagine it's just a. Did you feel the condescension busy. that came off of that, Melissa? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, yeah, me taking care of my body and being healthy and exercising takes up my <laughs> no, time. No, Whereas no, no, Melissa <laughs> sits on the couch and naps and watches TV. That's yeah. the way I heard it. I mean, uh, that's. I mean, my husband even said that one time. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm watching a show." He goes, "For your show?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "So you're watching TV." <laughs> And you're telling me that this is for, I'm like, it's research. It's, it's research. Yeah. I just want to say on the record, Melissa also goes to the gym. So I oh. don't want it to be a thing where I'm like, oh, you should work out, Melissa. Because I know that oh. Melissa good, does exercise. Yeah. Probably I, not to like the obsessive level that I do. But then again, no. not many people do. So um, I don't know. Yes, that's so, just She said life. like you're in physique <laughs> contests. Is that like the thing where they like, where you get all like oiled up and then just like grimace and. I went to one of her shows. It's bodybuilding, yes, but there's many divisions. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not doing all that, um, all that. <laughs> all that. Do you get all oiled up before you like go on stage and do? You do get oiled so, up, yes. What? Why? What's? What, why? What's the deal with the oil? I've always wondered that. Why? Why do you? Ha- why must you be shiny? So you in have order to, to be judged. <laughs> so you have to get the dark, dark spray tan. By the way, the spray tan is insane. You've never. Uh-huh. It's like paint going on your skin. So you get the dark, dark tan. And then before you go on stage, they spritz you with 
like oil to make you shiny. But um, the reason is just because uh, when you're like really pale and especially when you get under stage lights, it just washes out everything. So you can't see like muscle definition or anything. So they have to make you as dark as possible, put the right lighting on you so that you can actually see. I mean, they're judging you based on your muscularity and your leanness. So they have to be able to see what you actually brought to work with. Personally, you can, you can look at me and see I'm very pale. So if I were to get up there and get under really bright lights, I would just look like a white sheet. They wouldn't be able to tell if I was fit or not from the stage. So I'm, I think that's my problem. So I've been, you know. That's the problem, right. You just need to walk around with lights yeah. and tan and, and oil all the time, and then you'll look amazing. <laughs> People look at me in a bathing suit, and they don't see a super fit guy. And it's because that I have not spray tanned. If they, if they would just that's see exactly me with right. some spray tan <laughs> and some oil, then they would see my true physique. They would see all of my what's they the just word, start muscularity. Popping. Yeah, I would just yeah, just be popping all over the place. It, it's true. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> that's good. I'm going to Mexico in a few weeks, um, and so I'm gonna utilize. I'm gonna super so super dark spray tan. Yes. I'm make sure I got everything yep. right in this down, and then and then spritz myself with oil. <laughs> uh, yes, and then I'll look super fit with and have muscularity. Absolutely. <laughs> Are we all sure that that's a real word? Is that a real word, Mandy? Because I'm not. I, I've repeated yeah. it yes. mostly because that's I don't know if it is. Yeah. Is it? Muscularity? I got I questions. I think it's a word that I'm... bodybuilders made. <laughs> it could be. That could also be true. Yeah, right. <laughs> After a protein shake. Probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards it not being a word only because I've – either if either of you guys started – I'm sure Mandy hasn't. She's too busy being healthy. <laughs> um, but Melissa, have you sir, have you played Wordle? Wordle? Of course, yes. Of course, yeah. And let me – Mandy, have you played Wordle? I don't want to just assume. I have not. Wait, wait, wait. Mandy, do you know what Wordle is, though? That's the question. I only know what it is to the extent that I see everybody talking about it and um, posting about it, but I don't actually know what it is. She's like, I'm just too busy over here doing these curls. (laughs) That's not the truth. (laughs) I can't be bothered to be finding out what that Wordle nonsense is about. That is not how it is at all. (laughs) Your brain's a muscle, Mandy. I'm Googling it. I'm I'm trying to find out right now if that's a real word, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was going to say, Melissa, is what I found through I've, – I've, I've, there's been times in my life, and I don't know why I think about that. I think about some weird shit sometimes where I've thought, like, I could create my own word. And then it's like, no, that's like every word that could ever be created is a word already. And then you start playing Wordle and you find how many five-letter words that you put into that thing that you're certain are words that no one's, no one's made a word yet. No. I'm in a – oh, go ahead. It's a word. It's, it means Mus- muscularity, means possessing muscular strength. Here's some synonyms for you if you like words. Okay. But yeah, I do. Only I five words. Only five letters. <laughs> Are words. any of them five letters? Because yeah. <laughs> those are the ones I'm really, they're taking up my time recently. The first one is okay. brawn. 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 Yeah, brawn. Well, that, that, that's a good wordle word. I'm writing that So down. brawniness, brawn. heftiness, muscle. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. So it is a word though. Hefty. Hefty. I'm making a, a Wordle list for... Bob, do you have a word that you always start with on Wordle? I, I do. Do you share do you? it or no? My husband's, I'm happy to share it. My husband stole mine, and I'm so pissed. I don't want to use the same one as him. What, what's your word? Well, so the, the only person that I don't want to use it is my dad, because I compete with him. Right, of course. With the Wordle. And, and we always share, like we just text each other. Mm-hmm. The, I don't really do social media, so we just text each other how we did. Mm-hmm. And if he knows, if I send him, there's been times where 
I will get done early in the morning and I won't send it to him mm-hmm. because he knows my starting word and if he's he'll be able to figure out from the boxes. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. But so I start with irate. Oh, that's Ooh, good. I love that word. I start with uh, yeah. tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did start with tears, but my husband stole it. So now I start with rates because you got the R T S E A. But you've got the right. I in there. That's smart. I like that. Yeah. So I got three I vowels. I got the R and the T. You're welcome mm-hmm. to borrow it. No. Um, <laughs> no but that's your I'm word. I'm so bitter just... that he stole my word that I just refuse to take anyone else's. <laughs> I'm like, uh, every night, I'm like, could you please just give it back to me? He's like, it's the same thing. It's not the same. Oh, my God. It's mine. So Janet Vardy is, um, she's a co-host on our follow-up for Truth and Justice. And she and I have a little comp- competitive thing going on. And she guessed, like, oh, two weeks ago, remember the word was trove? Mm-hmm. She guessed that on her first guest. On her first guess, which I find, I declared shenanigans immediately. That's suspect. Yeah, I don't mind. And she blamed it on me. She's like, well, you said irate, and then because of this, and here's my crazy train of thought. So I wanted to not use your word. So her first word was trove, which I didn't even know was a word. Nobody's put like a treasure their- trove? Yeah, but no, exactly. Yeah, but nobody's picking a word with a V as their starter. You're just not doing no, that. Mm-mm. It's nonsense. That's I a still declare it. I think she's using the VPN so she can do it twice and get a oh, practice round in mm-hmm. something. There's there's something sh- there's there's some shadiness going on there. I'm not going to call Janet a liar, but you can. Janet's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that liar, lying liar that lies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I always start with irate, and then here's here's a. I'm going to give you a solid piece of advice. All right. If after you use your first, for me, with irate, so I got the I, the A, and the E. This is for all you people listening. This little bit's for free, so you're welcome. Uh, I know you tuned in to hear about this podcast, but instead I'm going to teach you how to play Wordle. <laughs> if I don't get anything like great out of that first one, my for the second guess, instead of using the letters that I got, if I've already decided, I'm no way I'm getting this in two. Sure. Then my second line, mousy. Oh. Gets me. Oh. Gets me the other two vowels and the Y plus the S and the M. Okay, that's yeah. genius. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's now now. Granted, if I do irate and I get three letters and stuff, then I'm starting to move stuff around. Sure, but, you, know, you do irate and you get the E is all you got. Mousy. You know what? We'll come back to the E. Let's see. If, we'll see what else we got to work yeah, with here. Yeah, I like that. That's a good plan. I might steal that second one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a like blimp is a night, you know, depending Ooh, on what I get the okay. first one. If you get a, only an eye, blimp gets you a bunch of extras. Mandy, you would like this. Maybe. Fascinating, huh, Mandy? Yeah, sorry. I might start playing. It actually sounds right up my alley, honestly. It really does. I'm like, I'm a word nerd. So that. You could do it at the gym. Between What do you listen to at the gym? Um, Music, usually. Nine Inch Nails. No. I know. She, he's asking music. specific. You already told me to listen to the podcast. Like, what, what <laughs> music? <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> Um, I don't even know. I, know you, I, I didn't think you were listening to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a really wide range of musical tastes. I bounce from like everything from like 90s country all the way up to like EDM. Like I will listen to almost anything. It's like it's the most or what is and, EDM? you know, like um, electronic dance music, electronic dance music. Thank you, Melissa. You know, mm-hmm. dance, like uh. music, loud noises. So like, poof, 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 yeah, basically. So that I'll kind of stuff, yo, like, yo. like dubstep? Bumping, yes, yeah, exactly. So I'll just be <laughs> bumping around the gym, having my own personal like techno in my head. Um, but yeah, I do that. I listen to a lot of um, like 
rappers from like the Midwest, which is kind of strange. A lot of people from Florida don't listen to that. But then I also listen to like what I call beach music, like um, ska, I guess Melissa <laughs> considers it all ska, but some of it's not necessarily ska. It's a little reggae. I listen to everything. Um, Do you call ska beach music? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I thought of that as like a, like a Northeastern, like Boston thing. Please don't make Erica have to look this Is up. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know why? You, don't, you know what, what happened right there? Is you said ska, I thought of the Mighty Mighty Boston's. I thought Boston equals Boston. <laughs> that's what my brain. That's what my brain just did. I mean, maybe I feel like a lot of. Well, a lot, maybe that's not what I listen to. Then Melissa has always called it ska, but maybe not. But I listen. I don't to, know what um, it is. It sounds very beachy to me, and like reggae, and um, just happy. Ska has a lot of horns. A lot of horns. I love horns. Ska. Horns are my jam. <laughs> <laughs> She's an enigma. <laughs> Uh, ask me what I listen to at the gym. I'm what sure you do you I listen to with, at the gym or otherwise? <laughs> That's none of your business. <laughs> I was just thinking when you said you were listening to like dubstep techno music. <laughs> I was at the gym this morning. I was listening to a podcast about cryptocurrency. That's, that's how exciting. That's what mine is. I'll listen to like the daily and, you know, do my little 12 pound weights. The really the only reason I'm wearing headphones at all in the gym is so that people won't talk to me. Exactly. I mean, you think as much as I do interviews and do all this that I would be like an, an extrovert, but I'm so when I'm out, when, when I'm anywhere besides home or where I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to be talked to. I don't. Call, do you guys call people on the phone? Absolutely no. not. No, I love Mandy's face. Like, ew. <laughs> I had so a stranger reached out to me through Facebook, through the Facebook, our main page for Truth and Justice, and wants to set up for me to do some kind of like roundtable discussion about the West Memphis Three case. Right. With I didn't recognize the name. One, I, I basically it's a bunch of people who hate me and think the West Memphis Three are guilty with me. Oof. So it's a big setup and everything. But I'm like, whatever. I'm like, fine. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Well, when can you do it? And I said, I don't, I mean, you're not, June. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. like, give me some options and I'll tell you if I can make it work. And they're like, well, who is this? I'm like, it's you message me, motherfucker. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, well, call me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to call you. And he's like, well, I talked to the other, the other, the other people and they said they can do it in June. That worked for you? I'm like, yeah, give me times and dates and I'll get it scheduled. And he said, well, call me to confirm. And I finally had, like, I was trying to, I had to send the rudest, like, message I've ever sent on, on <laughs> I was like, listen, dude, I have no idea who you are. I don't call random strangers on the internet. That's not how this is going to work. Just tell me. Yeah. And he acted like I was a complete asshole because I wouldn't call him. And I don't think that's unreasonable. No. Listen, I've gotten so bad that I don't even, now I've got it where like all of my family's doctor, you know, doctors and dentists, everybody, it's all like everything you can schedule online or you can text and Mm -hmm. they will text you back. But I don't even make phone calls to make like doctor's appointments. So I'm certainly not going to call somebody from the internet that just says, hey, give me a call. I do not have time for that. Right. And insist, isn't that like he was insisting that I call him to confirm, and I don't know what that even means. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, I confirm, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm, well, I need you to call me to confirm. I'm like, I don't know. What? Yeah. and so I don't know if they didn't know if it was me or I have no idea. But I tell you what I'm not going to do is take somebody that I'm pretty sure hates my guts, since they want me to be on a panel with the people who I know hate my right. guts, and give them my phone number. That's not going to happen. Yeah. 
Oh, I will say with this, I've definitely listened to two seasons of your show. Not that you need me to praise you, but you need me to praise you a little bit. Right? I do. A little, so yeah. West Memphis 3, of Mandy course. Mandy already made me feel bad about my body. <laughs> I know. I did not. <laughs> You're making me sound like such a mean person. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look inward. Um, and then the yeah. Sandy Melgar case. Yeah. Five and six, and then uh, you just weren't interested in anything else that I do. Well, you do a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That's true. It's so much. I don't even it's listen. It's so much. Too many like, irons in the fire. We can't keep No, up. no. It's, yeah, no. You do such a great job, and it's so thorough, but it's so thorough. And so it's something I can't take a break it's in a between lot. listening. It's, it's extra. Yeah. So it's like I, I knew I wanted to listen to those two. And the West Memphis three, I learned a ton. I mean- Everything from what I thought I knew years ago is totally different than what actually happened. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because like as we were like getting it down to record, I'm still getting hate. Like there's a group of West Memphis three nons that are, as we speak right now, are all in a thread where they're hate tweeting me about how horrible I am. Oh my it, gosh! Was, <laughs> I'm like, this is what the you guys are later. doing with your time. Yeah. About yeah. Man, they said I have a hero complex, and they're not wrong. I mean, um, I'm not going to deny that, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. No, I think it's awesome. You've been able to do really amazing stuff. So that's oh, that's all I, I, I have get to it. say like, nice about you. <laughs> like, if I'm going to be honest with you, I saw, the, I saw the tweet yesterday that Undisclosed was wrapping up, and I immediately called Robbie and said, you lucky bitch. <laughs> I <can> do it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I, I'm just kidding. I can't imagine how busy she is, or, you know, all of them are. I mean, they. Yeah. They're real people. Well, Susan just had a baby. Oh, I wow. I knew that. Mm -hmm. Pop culture person, you should know that. I don't expect Mandy to know. Listen, but <laughs> I, the baby stuff gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't want to ever think of having another baby, so I, I, I ignore that. Right. So now, how did you guys, we're way, we've gotten a little bit off track here. Uh, you guys, how did you guys meet? Are you guys like old high school besties? I like that you think we could have been in high school at the same time. Um, <laughs> that makes me feel good. Mandy's like five years what? younger than I am. Okay. There, no one would see the two of you and think that there's some crazy age, age disparity between the two of you. I mean, you I don't both even look know if like it's five years. Early 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's five years. Melissa, how old are you? <laughs> um, 38. Took me a okay. second. I'll be 34 this five. year. Okay. Four and a half. Um, no, we met through uh, when our babies, when our little ones were actual babies, we both went to mm -hmm. a meetup thing, which is not my jam at all, but I was going crazy at home. And we uh -huh. met at one of the first ones and kind of realized we liked each other, didn't really care for the rest. And so we just kind of did our <laughs> own thing. <laughs> That's how I've met They're literally so every judgy. one of my friends. There's like so many judgy moms, though. You, you, those mom groups And kids. Tough. And their kids are judgy, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So another part of that story is that I saw one of the judgy kids go up to Mandy's car and say, why is there all this trash in there? And I was like, I should be her friend. <laughs> yeah. There's also much, lots of trash in my car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My wife's the same way. Like, my, her friends would tell her, like, you need to get to know the other moms from the other school moms. And she's like... I hate all all of them. Yeah. Like every time they open their mouth, I just hate everything that's coming out of their mouth. I know. You know, she she had her first young, so like when the when the second was coming through, was coming up. So of my four, the two are mine and two are hers. We're, we've been together for eleven years, mm -hmm. so they're all ours. But when her youngest was, so like she'd been through the whole thing already. When her younger one came, then she's just like, I don't like. 
all these moms that are pretending like this is such a great thing being a mom. Like, and there are great parts of sure. it, but they act as though it doesn't suck, and it does suck. Yeah, you guys know it sucks. I mean, there's a there's a large percentage of it that's. I mean, it's hard. Kid, it's like the same reason that like babies and puppies are cute. So you don't kill them because like ninety percent of them is awful. That's terrible, and you would never ever put up with that kind of shit from anybody unless it was an adorable little thing. Mm. Uh, and I feel like that's what like parenting is that you have. Uh, you, you, you know, a lot of it is, is awful. You're just, I mean, at best case scenario, you're driving around like a taxi cab all the time and they're just draining your wallet <laughs> all the time and just, and they need and they take and they take and they take. Love my kids. Love you guys. If you're listening. Um, it's hard. They're but not. Then, you know, they hard. Do th- <laughs> but then you do that one like little cute, like they sit down and give you a hug and then you're like, oh, it's amazing it how little you it. really need, like with a teenager at this point, I'm like, she said, thank you. Yeah. Like, that's just like, I'm spinning around in the room. I just, it's the best moment of my life. It's so little at this point that we uh, need or, you know, that they give us that that we can live with. But it's hard. And then some parents, it's their whole personality. So everything is very judging. And so like, Mm -hmm. oh, your kid plays Minecraft. Ooh, um, we do... uh, we do, you know, screen time, but only on the weekends for one hour. I'm like, oh, gosh, I could never – don't talk to me. This is going to be terrible. Yeah, because, like, who babysits your kids if, I like, know. the rest of the time? If they're not allowed to look at a screen? I like, know. do you just – do you hire someone? Or, <laughs> <I know>. like, <laughs> what, what are you, you supposed to do with them? <laughs> like, like, when mine's done playing Minecraft, I tell him to get his ass back in there and watch a video of someone else playing Minecraft. Just whatever <laughs> it takes to get me – you know, give me some space. Yeah, <laughs> there has to be but something yeah, else you can do be, on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They get to be like my 17-year-old. Like just last week, I'm in my office, swamped, buried swamped. And he just like popped into my office and just sat down and started chatting with me. Just about whatever. And I said, it was, and in my mind, I'm like, I got to get back to work. I got to get back to work. I got to get back to work. But I'm like, my teenager's talking to me. Right. <laughs> like, just, uh, just, he just wants to chat. So I'm going to sit here and. Just, yeah. just soak it in. Yeah. Make up for all the money he cost me last week. In the 15 uh, fast food bags that I found in the bar downstairs. Right. <laughs> can't get it to the trash can that's one foot away from the bar. Too far. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So uh, so I, I see that uh, there's some conflicting information in here. It says that you guys try you try not to talk about kids. Stories on the podcast. It is episodic, right? It's a different case every week right. to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and your uh, your first two episodes were about the Casey Anthony case. Uh-huh. It seems like contrary to mm-hmm. the no kids thing. Um, we'll let's explain that in a minute. But uh, but Erica is very curious. She she wants to know. She said when in listening, there's some kind of an inside joke uh, with the podcast about chickens and diet coke, and she feels like she's not on the inside of it, and it's upsetting. And she'd like to know what that's about. Aww. That makes me sad. Well, the chickens thing is Mandy and her love of chickens, and I'm fully caffeinated with Diet Coke. It's the only reason I'm here today in life Uh and here on this. But that's really it. It's just we've always talked about those things. That's I it. wish it was more exciting than that. Man, I am That's disappointed super in super anticlimactic. I know. I wish like, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm I upset wish that more. I asked that, actually. <laughs> I know. It, I was, I was I'm Jesus, upset that you Erica, asked that, too. Why'd you even write that it's down? It's not that was her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not that exciting. It's really not an insight. It's not even an inside joke. It's just that people. I don't know how it became like I the things that go together. I put a star on my notes Erica. to make well, sure I, I asked see- that. 
I can see why because we even have like a design in the whole show. We have like a merchandise design that has a chicken and a Diet Coke in the logo. So it, I mean, I can see why one might think that it was a bigger deal than it really was. Justice for Erica. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as it turns out that you occasionally drink Diet Coke to get energy to do the show and that you happen to have chickens. That's super fun. Do I suck? Um, I feel like I suck. By the way, I should have asked Erica before I started, before I started this whole, uh, hope you guys have a sense of humor that I joke around all the time. Oh, this is perfect. Um, I should have checked in on that before I started, you know, insulting you guys from the minute <laughs> we started the show. And uh, uh, I, I, I feel like I've already given Mandy a bit of a complex. She's going to really rethink the way she talks and projects to people about her weightlifting. <laughs> I want to note that you asked me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, please make a note. Well, put a star by it. Is he, right? I, yeah, just like the the inside joke. I put a star next to it in my notes. <laughs> no, really though, I don't talk about it like very much, and uh, it's not like a it's not like a common knowledge thing. So I don't know. I just don't really talk about it that much. I just noticed I was when when I was going through our files. I have you guys' uh, photos that we have for the um, for the logo art, and I just I just I I clicked it and I was like, wow, Melissa's super tall. And then I was like, oh, Mandy has bigger arms than me. Like, she's, a, she's, a, she's a badass. Like, holy shit. Melissa is not that tall. I'm just very short. So she's oh. very short and she has big muscles. And I am <laughs> there. <laughs> so wait a minute. If Melissa's not super tall, here's Melissa. This is how I'm, we bring her down. Yeah, yeah. Let's too. do it. Let's do it. How, how tall are you, Mandy? I'm 5'2". That's not that bad. I was hoping under five foot, but it'll do. Oh, you were hoping under five feet. <laughs> like, haha, you're short at least. I mean, five two is pretty short, but it's not like it's not you know, like obviously it's not little person size, but it's short. Yeah, short, muscular. Okay. Uh, well, now that we're done talking about your body, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I don't know why. To be honest, why did I even do that? Uh, we can talk about <laughs> how did you. How did you is this the episode you were hoping to get canceled on after the whole undisclosed this is the one. thing? Yeah, I d- okay, we're helping uh, yeah. you. We'll, I saw we'll get it. Undis- undisclosed is wrapping up. I can't figure out a good exit. So this <laughs> Here's your exit. Is I'm just going to offend everyone about everything, and then uh, I get canceled here. Um, so, so before we talk about our case, how did you guys get to? So you, you become friends because you go to this mommy group and you hate everyone except for each other, which I could totally relate to. Um, and then you become buddies. How did you decide to start a podcast? Um, well, as you know, Mandy does not listen to podcasts, but she's never listened to podcasts. I listened to all those shows when I was like a new mom and nursing and all that right. stuff. And so I just, um, in some kind of a sleep, uh, sleep induced delirium was like, you know what? I should just do one. And, um, and Mandy was my friend who's up for anything and she, um, likes true crime. So I asked her and she was, she wanted to do it. Without any knowledge of podcast. Did, did you know what a podcast was? Uh, yeah, I knew what it was, kind okay. of. Not, I mean, I knew that you just listened to it like it was, uh, I considered it, you know, I equated it with like a radio show. So, I, which I still feel like is kind of accurate. So I don't feel like I was too far off base there. But I didn't know at the time that podcasts were as big as they were and that it was, you know, there was so many categories and there's so many different shows in each category and sub genres. And, you know, there's niche podcasts and it's just so many. And I had no clue. Um, but I feel like it ended up working out great that way because 
with me not knowing anything about podcasting and never having listened to podcasts, um, I didn't go into doing it with any kind of, I, you know, I didn't have a an idea of how it was supposed to be done, you know, so I didn't have any examples, uh-huh. you know, before me to say like, oh, this is how you're supposed to do a podcast. So it really was just for me really off the cuff. Melissa kind of had more of an idea about how podcasts were structured. So, she, you know, she kind of helped keep us in line kind of in the beginning. And then, yeah. you know, as time went on, we kind of learned how to structure our own episodes for our own style. But I thought that me not ever listening to podcasts and not knowing really how to do one, um, I feel like that is part of why it made our show so unique in the beginning, because it was truly just me getting in front of a microphone and talking and actually having no idea what I was really doing. But um, it ended up working out well. Yeah, you guys, the, the format's great. You guys um, have great chemistry, uh, both here and on your own show. And, and so let's get into an episode that you guys just did uh, a couple months ago. So back in January this year, you did the case of Vicki Robinson. Uh, which is a 1998 Tampa, Florida case. Kind of like I have questions about. It. I've read up on the case. I, I I have some serious questions about it. But I'll let you first <laughs> kind of break down the beats of this case, and then we'll we'll dig into it a little bit. Oh, Mandy, that's you. He didn't specifically <laughs> say you, but I I'll, I'll default. I thought usually, you know, if you, if you're talking to a pair of podcasters. They kind of have all this like figured out, like who's the lead and the. Yeah. Aww, we just so. Uh... <laughs> well, sometimes I mean, we do. That's the first time I've ever got a blank stare <gasps> from two people at the same no, time. No, I know. Ever. Sometimes we do. Well, sometimes. We're too yeah. polite. I know. Well, sometimes Melissa has like, she's ready to jump in and, and um, do her thing. So I just like to give her the space to <laughs> do her thing. Did that feel a little bit like a dig? That felt like a little like one. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the story of Vicki Robinson is, it's honestly one of the most mind-blowing and shocking cases I think that um, I've ever heard of because it's a case where a teenage daughter kills her own mother, you know, plots with her boyfriend to kill her mm-hmm. own mother. And um, matricide and patricide, the killing of your of one's own parents, is super, super rare. And as a parent, extremely frightening <laughs> to think about right, your yeah. own child. Um plotting to kill you or actually going through with it, especially. Um, so this was a case. Vicki Robinson was a single mom. She had these two teenage daughters, and she was really trying her hardest. She was trying her best. In all other areas of her life besides parenting, she was really successful and well-liked, and people really thought that um, you know she, she was a very responsible person. But when it came to her daughters, specifically her daughter, Valesa, she... Um, was kind of losing grip on, you know, on control of her children. And on, especially on this one particular child, she started going really out of control, hanging out with a bad crowd. You know the story. She was a young teenager, about 14 or 15. Um, she got really involved in um, drugs at a very early age, hard drugs like heroin and um, things like that. And things really spiraled from there. She met a much older boyfriend and... um the rest was really history from there. The two of them had the craziest, most volatile, but like codependent relationship that you can possibly imagine. And um, one night they were high on LSD. She's a 14-year-old girl. He was an 18-year-old. I think he was 18. I have to go back and double check. He was definitely, yeah. yeah, he was more, uh, he was an adult at this point. And, you know, they started discussing ways that they could actually murder her mom. And, um they didn't take too much time planning this because they actually ended up doing it later that night. They ended up going to the house where the mom was sleeping 
and um, they ended up stabbing her to death. But they tried multiple methods of killing her first. They wanted to inject her with bleach in the veins and get an air bubble in there as well. So I don't know what they were hoping to achieve with that, but um, it didn't end up working. So then their plan B was that they ended up stabbing this woman to death and uh, they took off and they were on the run and uh, it took a while for the police to catch up to them. But just a terrifying story all around to think of a 14 year old child that is not only just out, you know, doing all of these things that she was doing leading up to this happening, but um, just it's crazy, right? Like to think about a 14 year old yeah. child killing their own mom. It blows my mind, especially as the parent of some of a child who's almost 13. I'm just like looking at him now like, are you capable of things like this? <laughs> like, what is happening here with kids? What like what, what I didn't get what, like what was the mo- why did they need to kill her? That's I, I, like why did they want to kill her? That's what doesn't make any sense because she wasn't keeping them apart. Like that's what you in some of these stories we did one very mm-hmm. early on with Aaron Caffey. And the parents kept them apart. In this story, she wasn't keeping them apart. Eventually, she was going to go to this program for a year, like a a troubled teen sort of thing. So it could have been that. But it sounds like they were high on LSD and stuffed with, you know, sausage from Denny's. And they just were like, let's kill my mom tonight. It it doesn't make any sense. Stuffed with sausage. (laughs) That's where they made the plan. They were at a Denny's in the middle of the night. It was like three o'clock in the morning and they're high on acid eating Denny's meal and discussing different ways that they can pull off a murder. It's beyond belief. And they, yeah. And they, and the, the first try was to, to inject her veins of, with bubbles. Yes. Well, they, I believe they actually first wanted to overdose her on heroin. So their plan was to buy heroin and then inject it into the mother in a lethal amount. But um, they weren't able to get heroin, but the guy that they tried to get it from said that he had a syringe he would give them. And um, which is obviously, at this point, what are you going to do with that? So that's when they came up with the idea to still use the syringe and try to put bleach uh-huh. into um, her vein instead. They did actually succeed in stabbing her in the neck, I think, with the um, with the bleach and the syringe, but it didn't do anything. It didn't have any effect on her. Wow, that's great. And then so the one of the the boys cuz there was another boy with him right there was so there was Davis um was the boyfriend John uh, Adam Davis and then there was John Wispell mm-hmm. uh was his friend and then a- along with with the daughter and so the Wispell confessed to police that Davis killed her it says the whole bleach stabbing thing and then Valessa that also confessed, but said that she killed her, that she just stabbed her to death. And then later, then they get their stories together. Valesa only did what she got sentenced to like 20 years and did like 13. She's out. Yeah. That's a baby. I think she lives near you guys. Probably. Um, so does Casey yeah, Anthony. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in Florida. We're not safe anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then the, um, the other one, uh, John is out also. Uh, and then and, just, and Davis was sentenced to death, and he's still that later got changed to life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they overturned that. But what a, yeah, well, what a crazy like I have, there's none of it makes any. Did they did they find the body? Because I did read that they told them where they disposed of the body. I assume that they, they found it. Th- they did mm-hmm. find the body. Yeah, well, they did a terrible uh, job hiding it. I mean, you don't want them to do a great job, but they couldn't. They wanted to dig, and we all know that anyone that tries to dig a hole for a body, like, no one realizes how difficult that is. Mandy over here has got the muscles to do it, but most of us don't. 
I so, can't dig um, a hole. No, digging, yeah. <laughs> digging holes is hard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's a whole different ball game. So they had her in the trash can and, and dumped her and then eventually told them uh, where to find her. Oh, she was, so she was just dumped. She wasn't buried or anything. No, they put like foliage around it. They said they wanted to um, put her body in the trash can and then they had actually used um, her credit card, Vicki Robinson's credit card, to purchase a bunch of bags of concrete. And they had planned to encase her body in concrete inside of this trash can and then dump that into a nearby canal, I think, or a body of water, Um, which I don't know how they came up with that idea, but... Some of the things that people come up with in these stories, like it just blows my mind because I'm like, who thought of that? Like, where did you even come up with that idea? The story reads like a world's stupidest criminals yeah, episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the world's dumbest criminals. Like, what? I mean, I mean, they killed her, I guess, but they certainly didn't get away with it. They, they tracked them, they left, and then they were using her credit and debit cards right. as they traveled. Right. And meanwhile, and so they just she, followed the trail. Yeah. She's trying to get pregnant. She wants to have his baby and everything. So thank goodness that didn't happen. But it was just like this level of immaturity and like clearly not at 14, you're not thinking things through. You're not thinking of the future. But this is like textbook, not thinking of the future. I, I don't know. And then the one guy is like the roommate. You're not going to get me to help you kill your girlfriend's mom like what what is that going to do for you it doesn't make any sense yeah it's crazy well there's a lot more to the story and you can hear the whole thing on the podcast their names are mandy and melissa you can hear about the vicky robinson case and many more cases on the moms and murder podcast you guys have been making about an episode a week for what going on five years now yeah. so there's plenty of back catalog to catch up on so check it out. Uh, both moms check out both moms and murders and uh, Melissa's other podcast, Criminality. Uh, thank you guys both for joining me. It's been a thank fun you. chat. Thank you so much. Sorry for insulting you repeatedly for uh, an hour, but uh, I had fun. <laughs> I mean, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. No, we had a great time. We'll forgive thank you, you for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Crime Binge is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Audioboom. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing. Music and artwork by Shane Yoder of PutThemInASong.com. Our website, TrueCrimeBinge.com, was created by Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com. If you're a listener and would like to recommend a future guest or a podcaster that would like to request an interview, you can do so right on our website. And again, that web address is TrueCrimeBinge.com. If you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're using to listen. And make sure you give us a follow on social media. We can be found everywhere at True Crime Binge. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you tune in next Wednesday morning for another podcaster, another case, and another True Crime Binge.